Hallelujah. Man, I feel like we've had church already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory to God. It's Sunday morning. <laughs> hallelujah at Winner's Church. You know, every time I get the opportunity to speak here, I'm always excited. I'm always happy because it's like coming home. You know, uh, my daughter, Hope, is now she's in college now, but <laughs> she grew up here as well. It seems like she was. Uh, anyway, she said not too long ago, she's like, you know, we like the church we're going to. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a great church. But she said, you know, uh, but Winner's Church is still home. And so just. Just know that this place has been really a part of our family. I mean, you know, I met Pastor Ziggy through a, a mutual friend of ours. His name's Brad Wilson, and he actually just recently went home to be with the Lord. But he, he was at Guthrie Church of Faith, and he told me about Ziggy, and he says, you know, you should have this guy come to your church. I, I didn't, that's all I knew. <laughs> I was like, well... All right, I, I looked him up on Facebook, and he was in Pennsylvania at the time. I think they had just done 30 weeks or something like that and, of revival. And I reached out to him and asked him if he'd be interested in coming to Guthrie. And he called me, and we had a short conversation, and immediately there was a, a connection. And so he came out, and uh, him and Pastor Mikey and Shanika and Mason was in a car carrier at that time about about the same age as this little one, <laughs> pretty close. And so that's really where everything began in our relationship. And, and from, the, from day one, there was a connection in the realm of the Spirit. I knew that, I knew that Spirit. You know, we had that, um, there, there's something that happens with the people of God when you get around people that know the same God that you do. The people that know the same spirit that you do, that are cut from the same cloth, that, that know the anointing and understand how to walk in the things of the spirit. And I would encourage you, stay plugged in to a place like that, a place like this. <laughs> if this isn't your home, which I think most of you in here, this is your home. But if it's not and you're looking for one, I'm telling you, this is a good place to get plugged in. You're not going to find a pastor that will encourage you more than Pastor Ziggy. And one thing that he said, he says, if you, if you have... If God's told you to do something and you don't want to do it, you shouldn't tell Pastor Ziggy about it. <laughs> He's going to put you out there. <laughs> He's going to put you out there. Hallelujah. You know, as I was standing here and just in worship and, and, and reminiscing and thinking about all that this place has meant to me. Oh, the Holy Ghost just dropped something in my spirit. Now, I, I don't usually do this, especially if the pastor's not here, but I think I know Pastor Ziggy well enough <laughs> that I can share what the Lord is saying. Mm. <laughs> For yes, yes, this is a place where you have sunk a well. And you've dug deep and you've tapped into some of the things that I have for you. 
For you've experienced some of the waters that are runoff from the ministries of past. You've seen some of the waters and some of the glory that's come from the generals that have gone on to be with me. And even you've seen some of the glory and anointing that rests upon your pasture and that ministry. And some of you have stepped into some of the anointing and some of the glory that I've called you to. But you're getting ready to step into something new, says the Lord. And the, and the water that you're, that you're reaching for, the water that you're dr drilling for, is about to come forth in a way that you've never seen it before. And it'll be as though you've blinked your eyes and you won't recognize what has happened around you. Because I'm about to use the anointing not in one but the anointing in all that will spring forth and be a river to this place and to this city and to the places that I've called you to and shall flow out like water flows from a, a, a spring that rises up it shall rise up from this place and go forth and those around you won't even recognize what, what, what used to be because of the glory of where you'll be hallelujah Jesus Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Spring up, O well. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spring up. Hallelujah. Spring up in this place, Holy Ghost. Have your way. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Hey, 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 hey. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship and praise you. We glorify you. We thank you, Father. Thank you for that well. Thank you for that water. Thank you for that glory, that anointing, Lord God. <laughs> Saturate us. Saturate us today, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, Tyler was talking about putting a pull on the anointing. And I just want to encourage you today. Make sure that you're putting a demand on the anointing in this place. Mm. I had an experience this year. My, my wife and I, well, probably me more than her, but we've been able to travel more this year than we've ever done before. And uh, some of it was planned, and some of it not so much. But um, I, I went up to Michigan, and I went to Indiana. We went to Canada, and we went on up to Wyoming. And um, the Lord really, really moved in our life when we went, we went up to Wyoming. And a lot of times during those trips, I was by myself during some of it, quite a bit of it, many hours. I was in my car by myself, and I'm just praying and listening to the Holy Ghost. And he started ministering to me about our future and about what the ministry would look like and what he's really called us to. And, and some of those things, you know, there's many times you're, you're looking for and confessing the things of God and what he wants in your life, but then when it starts happening... <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like you question whether or not it could be true. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, we went to Wyoming. And when I was there, we really went up there to see a friend of ours. And uh, there's, a, there, there's a, a church, a friend of ours that we used to go to the prayer center, Dave Roberson Ministries, years ago. And um, he, he was a... 
up-and-coming minister at the time, and he, he really began to step out in ministry during those years, and then now he has a, a, a church there in Wyoming. Anyway, we were seeing him while we were there as well, and I was not going there to minister. I was going there to visit my friend. And uh, they have church on Sunday, Saturday night, and, and just before the service started, or as the service started, he introduced us and had us give a little testimony and whatnot. And he said, uh, uh, basically, he said at the end of the service, if you want, if you want ministry, Hans is going to lay hands on you. He's going to give you a word. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, the entire church came up for prayer, and. Uh, Brother Charlie remembers being at the prayer center, and sometimes Pastor Dave would start <laughs> ministering to people, and the entire church would come up, and we'd be there for hours and hours and hours. Well, that's kind of what happened, and I was like, man, it was crazy. I mean, I was given these prophecies that I, I just like, I, I was telling the Lord afterwards, I was like, listen, this is not in my contract. I was like, you know, I told you, I don't do dates, I don't, I don't, I don't do marriages, I don't, when it comes to prophecy, I'm not saying I won't do a wedding, I'm saying, I don't do kids, you know, he's like, oh really, I thought, I thought you said you, do, you say what I say, you do what I do, I was like, all right, Lord. so anyway, that happened, and I was asking the Lord, I was like, how come, because I mean, we went on for probably three hours, and we were just really just saturated in the glory of God. It was, it was an amazing, amazing time. And, and it was not just for the church, but for Teresa and I, it was like a, it, it was a point of demarcation. I can look back at that date and say something happened. It was an appointment. <laughs> and so, you know, don't let your trips to church just be another service that you show up for. Let's make this an appointment today. Amen. And because, see, here's the thing. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Really what it means is that many are called, but few make the choice to be chosen. See, few, they, we have services every, every week, but, but you have to decide if it's going to be an appointment or not. So God's already ready to make it an appointment. But it's up to us. Hallelujah. It's up to us to put a pull on it. So anyway, when I asked the Lord, I said, why did it happen like it that, that night? I'm like, I wasn't even... It's like Pastor Dave used to say, if I'm the last one to know about it. <laughs> He's like, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I need a different job. I don't know. But, but uh, here I am. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm asking the Lord about it. And he said, because Brad put a demand on the anointing. And see, today, we're putting a demand on, an, on the anointing. I believe we're going to see God do some things in this place. Amen. We're going to see God show up and, 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 and bring healing power, deliverance, freedom in the name of Jesus. I might even get to my message. We'll see. <laughs> Hallelujah. Marissa's always got me when I come in. Do you have a title, Pastor? I'm like, I don't know. Do I have a <laughs> No, today I came prepared. I had a title. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we do thank you. You're so good to us, Lord. Let's just, just take like maybe three minutes and just check that place on the inside of you. You all know where it is, that secret place where the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Let's just give him a moment. 
and just listen to them for just, 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 just a few minutes here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for speaking to us today. Mm. I like to wait just long enough for it to get awkward. <laughs> but you know, it really, in this place, it's not awkward. You all know how to really listen to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, Father, I just thank you for your word today. Lord, I pray that the words that I speak would not be my words, but they'd be your words, Father. That you'd have your way in this place. That you'd do what you want to do. And that we would follow you in every step. That we wouldn't be back, we wouldn't be off by, by a, a, we wouldn't be out of step a little bit. We wouldn't miss the mark by a degree, Lord, but we'll hit it dead on today. And you'll have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so today I want to talk to you guys about temptation. Really, um, when, I, when, I, when I first did this message, I, we talked about tearing down strongholds, but really this is more about overcoming temptation. We'll talk, we'll, I'll mention strongholds, we'll talk about it for a moment, but really what I want to talk to you about is overcoming temptation. So let's look at the book of James chapter 1. James 1 verse 13 Hallelujah It says let no man say when he's tempted I'm tempted of God God cannot be tempted with evil Neither tempteth he any man Now that word tempted Really, it means tempted, tested, or tried. So anytime you have a trial that comes into your life, there's, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard it growing up in my life that, you know, well, God just, he, he, he brought that accident into my life to teach me something. This cancer that I'm carrying, it's just my cross to bear. That God is going to teach me. No, listen, God didn't bring any of that into your life. And, and, and if we're going to understand and overcome temptation, if we're going to overcome testings, we're going to overcome trials, we got to get out of our mind that God brought them. Because as soon as you give Him that place, then how are you going to overcome something that God gave you? How are you going to get healed of something that it was His will for you to have it? It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Those that will say that, they still go to the doctor in the hospital and try to get healed. And I'm like, why do you want to get healed if God put it on you? <laughs> See, God, God did not bring these temptations into our life to teach us something. 
So in order for us to understand how to be free from temptation, we first got to know that it didn't come from God. Hallelujah. So verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Sorry, Marissa, we got to go one more. 15. <laughs> then, when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. So, temptation is very clear here. James is telling us that temptation comes from our own lust. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of, of his own lust. See, you want to overcome temptation. You got to overcome yourself. <laughs> you got to overcome your flesh is really what it is. See, some people will talk about dying to self. Well, I understand what they're saying, but, I, but the problem is then you don't know who you are. Because, see, you're not dying to yourself. You're dying to your flesh. Because the real you, myself, has been born again. <laughs> so I want, really what I want is I want self to live. But it can't live if my flesh is in the way and, and, and trying to draw me away by that, by that lust. So let's look over at Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. We'll begin in verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. We know that the serpent in this scripture is the devil. And he's described as the most subtle, more subtle than any beast of the field. So see, when they, this is why when temptation comes into our life, it's so easy to, to misplace it. Or, or sometimes because of our own pride and our own um, insecurities, we want to say, well, God allowed this to happen to teach me something. Because if He didn't allow it, then I might have done it myself and got myself into this mess. And we don't want to do that. See, the, the enemy uses his subtleties to try to get us to look at it a different way, just like he did here. He said, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. You shall see as gods, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also to her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So from the very beginning, temptation involved the flesh, 
the lust that, that, that James talked about. And here is the devil. And I would tell you that probably most of the time, I'll just say it that way, most of the time when temptation comes into our life, the devil is the one that is bringing it or using it for his purpose. So the temptation actually comes because of our own lust. It becomes, comes because of our own desires, our own flesh that wants something that, as Eve did, she saw it with her eyes. She, she had heard the temptation of, you could be like God. But here's the lie. See, this is how subtle the devil is. See, the problem was Eve didn't hear, the, hear God. The Bible says we're created in His image, in His likeness. She was already like God. The lie was not, I could be like God. The lie was, you aren't good enough. You ain't quite like God yet. But the truth is, she, he, she already had His image, was already in His likeness, already had the fullness of God in her. Had she known that and was able to hold on to the Word rather than the temptation, she would have overcome it. Adam, I got no excuse for. Got nothing to say about him. He, <laughs> he should have known better. <laughs> Whew. One day we'll talk, but it's all right. Glory. But thank God for Jesus. See, we're, we're, now, we're in the same spot as Adam now, see? We got no excuse. He came back. Now, Adam, when he fell, he was no longer in his image, no longer in his likeness. And for, for, for centuries and generations, we lived in this spiritual darkness in this place of no hope. But since Jesus came, see, he restored us back to that place. And he was the last man, Adam. And now you and I have the same place that Adam had with God in his likeness, in his image, but in our spirit. And it's up to us. To walk according to that rather than the lust of the eyes, the lust of the ears, the pride of life, the things of the flesh. So if we're going to overcome temptation, number one, we got to realize where it's coming from. We have to understand that God is not bringing it into our life. Because anytime you do that, you'll begin to excuse it. And anything you excuse, you're not willing to change. Anything that you think is of the Lord, you're going to want in your life. So we have to have a resolution that there's no way that this temptation that comes into my life has come from God. He doesn't test man. He doesn't tempt man with evil. That's, that's not his job. So let's jump over here now to Hebrews. So we saw the first temptation, how the devil came to man. We saw the lust. We saw the things that, that, that brought it in. We understand that it's all of the flesh. Let's look over Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 14. Hallelujah. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. 
Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, in order for us to overcome temptation, first of all, as I said, we got to know where it came from. That it's not coming from God. Come from our own lusts. That the enemy is using it in our life. And then number two, we can understand that Jesus also was tempted. Not only was he tempted, but it says he was tempted in all the same ways that you and I are tempted. You know, there wasn't some kind of special class that Jesus had to go to because he's the son of God. You have to remember, although he was the son of God, his name on the earth was son of man. His job on the earth was to be you and I and, and be our example and, be, and, and show the devil that man can overcome him. And we have that to look at. See, in the spirit, we're the same as Jesus. And in this world, as he is, so are we. And so you and I have the same authority, the same anointing, the same power that Jesus had when he walked on this earth. The same There is no difference. Now, you may not be able to touch his deity, but in his humanity, you and I walk in the same grace, the same anointing, the same ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If we're going to overcome temptation, we know where it came from. We realize if Jesus was tempted and was without sin, that means that you and I can walk in this world through temptation without sin. Hallelujah. Somebody's like, well, it's too late. Well, guess what? It's not. Because you, as long as you're under the blood, you have not failed God. You understand? I don't care if it was, if it was two seconds ago, what, what you were thinking the last time, the last sentence I said. If you'll repent, God has forgiven you. You're standing free from that today. See, part of the problem in the body of Christ is we get saved and then we want to spend the rest of our life trying to get free. Truth is, you got free the day you bowed your knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that freedom wants to manifest through you. Hallelujah. You know, this this isn't the Dr. Phil show. We're supposed to walk free. We don't, we don't, you know, I mean, it's okay. I get it. People have issues, things to get that you that you're going through but let's go through them we're not going to stop and hang out and console and coddle and all these things but we're going to walk in the freedom that's been provided for us otherwise we're spitting in the face of jesus to say i need some counselor to get past this because the blood wasn't enough come on the blood of jesus is enough to set you free from whatever you're facing it's enough hallelujah all right. <laughs> Glory to God. Give oh. me all worked up here. Praise Jesus. We're talking about temptation. Right? You know what we're talking about? <laughs> Woo! Overcoming temptation. We are overcomers. Hallelujah. See, in this world, we're going to have tribulations. In this world, we're going to have difficulties. In this world, you're going to face persecution. You're going to have ridicule. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to have all kinds of things come at you. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Jesus did it. You can do it. Let's look at Luke chapter 1. 
No, Luke chapter 4. Hallelujah. Come on, keep me straight, Marissa. Help me. <laughs> All right. Hallelujah. I'm having a good time. Praise God. I, I just love you guys. It's so much fun to preach here. Amen. Glory. Whew. Hmm. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Mm. Sometimes you just kind of get lost in His glory. Hallelujah. It's a good place to be. Lost in His glory. Ooh. We're going to go to Luke here in a minute. I got to give this testimony. I think, it, I think it fits with temptation, but if it doesn't, you just have to bear with me anyway. <laughs> Woo. So next week on Thursday morning, this week on Thursday morning, I'm leaving for Uganda and Kenya, Africa. And uh, when I was in Wyoming this past summer, it's kind of crazy. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> so I got to tell you, this past year has been, it was difficult for me. Last time I talked to you, I think the last time I ministered here, we had come back from Africa. We'd been to Kenya last year in, 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 in June. And as you know, things didn't go the way that we had planned. <laughs> we, we had some interesting experiences, to say the least. But I'm going to tell you this. Milo is going with me this time to Africa. He would not be denied. That brother, he almost died. I'm, t I'm not telling you, uh, I I'm not joking with you. He was, I, I mean, his brain was bleeding more than once. He had some strange manifestations that I don't even know what happened, but th th the devil tried to kill him. But he's alive, and he's going back. Hallelujah. And I'm going back. But anyway, that happened last year when we went, and I came back this, <laughs> the same day that that happened to us over there. The church we were attending here in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, shut down the exact same day. <laughs> come back. There's, there, you come back. Matter of fact, it was shut down. Not that it was really a surprise. If you knew the building, you'd understand. But, but, but still, they showed up like for prayer the next morning to be faced with these signs that say no trespassing. Place been shut down, condemned. So we come back to share the good news of our trip to people that weren't there. <laughs> and the church is just no longer. I mean, the church is still not there. So, we're, so now my whole world is kind of turned upside down. <laughs> I, 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 uh, things, matter of fact, things had just gotten to the place there where I was ministering on a regular basis. I've, I'd preached the last six weeks before I left. I preached every Sunday. And, I, and so things, it seemed as though that's the place where God has us. It's awesome. I mean, not only that, but I mean, we've been there for over 20 years. I mean, all of our kids, when they were born, that was the first place they went to. I mean, this was, this was a, a deep-rooted ministry in our life. And, um, and that year also, our pastor had passed away just six months before that. And so there was just so many things that had happened and I was just beat down, man. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm tired. And I was asking the Lord, I'm like, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to be who you are, where you are. 
You see, not only where you are in the world, but where you are in your circumstances, where you are in every temptation that comes into your life. God wants you to be who you are. And who you are is as He is in this world. So you're, you are here as Christ to somebody else. You might be the only Jesus that someone else sees. And so we went through that year. And, uh, you know, the, I had made a commitment in, I don't know, around 2019, 2018, something like that. I said, I'm going to go to Africa every year. Until we're able to be there either full time or we're there more than we're here. Because I know that's what God's called us to. Oh, yeah. And I was talking to a friend of mine. That's what he told me. He goes, well, he says, Hans, here's the thing. What you, do what you can do. Because what you can do is you can take a trip there every year. I was like, that's true. So I said that. So this year, I think it was around March or so. I'd already told people that I'm, I'm probably not going this year. You know, I was like, we're having some financial situation that we're facing and You know, I just, I'm not going. And I was at what we call a fire weekend at our church. We have these fire weekends every, the first weekend of the month. And um, it's just a time of getting into the presence of the Lord and letting God move and do do whatever, whatever he has us do. We've had amazing things happen. But anyway, I'm there and the Holy Ghost met me there. And he said to me, he goes, I thought you were going to Africa every year. And I'm just like, not this year. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You know? like, <laughs> uh, and, and, and all the excuses start rolling up. You know, I'm like, oh, it costs too much money. And I'm, we got schedules to keep. And we got, you know, all these different things. And the Lord says, when have you ever gone that I didn't provide? And then he didn't ask me any more questions. He said, You'll be in Africa in October. I was like, okay. <laughs> you know? like, I've never gone to Africa in October. I don't know. So I was like, all right. <laughs> there you go. That's right. It's an appointment. So I was like, all right. Uh, I still wasn't real happy about it. <laughs> I knew I heard the Lord, but the problem was I still wasn't confident. You know what I mean? Like I heard, I know I heard what he said. But I don't know how it's going to happen. And I don't really know if I want it to happen. <laughs> Glory to God. See, everybody likes it when you're transparent. But, but transparency is great if, you, if you've messed up. But see, when you're transparent about all the great things that are happening in your life, then, then, then you're conceited. Come on. We, got, we can't have it both ways, see? <laughs> we want to be transparent, but we want to be transparent. We want to be so transparent that the only thing you see in me is Christ. Okay, so anyway, (laughs) glory to God. Those are just little, those things are free, you know, just little freebies here and there. (laughs) Little free nuggets I'll throw out there. But uh, so so I was was thinking about this. I told my wife, she's like, well, if that's what the Lord told you, okay. And uh, I think it was in June, right, that we went up to Canada? Yeah, it was June. So we went up to Canada. And, and I'm telling you, no exaggeration, I think there was six people in the congregation. But he also has, this is my brother's church, and, and there's more people that go there, but that day it just happened to be a very small crowd. And uh, 
and they do have a Skype ministry where they have people listening on Skype. So they actually have probably more people on Skype than what was in the room. But anyway, that's where we were at. And uh, I ministered there Sunday morning, Sunday night. And I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but it just kept coming up in me. And I said, I don't know, maybe it's just for the sake of accountability. So, but the Lord says that I'll be in Africa in October. And I said, I don't know whether that's whether I will or not. <laughs> I said, but I'm going to do my best to follow the Holy Ghost. Okay. And that night, I'm sitting in the fellowship fellowship hall with a few people and I got this message I received I received a payment of almost $5,000 through our website I'm like what? and I'm like I don't know this guy I'm like I'm asking my brother do you know this person because um, did maybe the church tell him to and he's like yeah, oh yeah, I know. He's you know somebody that listens on Skype. And then I realized I do know the guy. I didn't recognize his name. I do know him from years ago. But anyway, he put on there, um, you know, for Africa or whatever you need. And uh, I realized, <laughs> I realized that God was serious about this, right? And so, still, I didn't make. I did not really tell anybody. I didn't make any announcement. I didn't. Re- I wasn't. Sh- I wasn't sure how the Lord wanted to do it. This is what I've learned over the years. I started asking him. I said, okay, God, how do you want to pay for this? Because, see, I've been, I've been several times, and I've stressed out. I've gone through difficulties. I've wondered and all of those things. And you know what I found out? He's, he provides anyway. So you might as well just relax and say, all right, God, how do you want to do it? And, you know, he doesn't do this very often, but he gave me very, very, very specific directions. He said, I want you to make a video. And he said, I want you to make it five minutes long. I want you to send it only to the people I tell you to send it to and don't send it out in mass. And he said, I'll speak to the hearts of the people who I desire to give and they'll give. And I wish I had that paper in front of me because I don't remember the date exactly. But I can tell you it was approximately 16 days from the time that I made that video till we were fully funded for this trip to Africa. I didn't, I, I didn't go out begging for money. Not, not, and, and I don't mean that badly. I didn't go out raising funds, I should say. I didn't go out trying to do anything. But I, all I could say is, God's done this. There's no, there, there is no other, there's no other answer. And so anyway, I say that because, you know, the temptation is always there. And for, for us, for me especially, the temptation has often been in the area of finances. Almost always, actually. Because, and that's what, and, and, and uh, this is something else that happened when I was in um, Wyoming that just absolutely set me free. And I believe that this is the key as to why we were able to receive these funds. Because, see, my whole life, my adult life anyway, I, I heard this. And I mentioned it when I was in Wyoming. We I had a, a men's breakfast we were at. And, and Pastor Brad asked me to just share a testimony. And I said, you know, there's one thing I've heard my whole life. That was this, that, that the devil will fight you harder in the area of finances than anywhere else. And someone told me that Brother Hagin had said that. And I'd heard someone else say it. And I saw it modeled before me. But that day... The Holy Ghost said to me, who said that? He said, because I didn't say it. 
And it just really broke something in me. It's not whether it's true or it's not true. It doesn't make any difference. What the difference is, is it set an expectation. And so now you're expecting that I'm going to have more trouble in finances than I have in any other place in my life. And see, it, whatever you expect, that's what you get. And so why should, why should we? See, faith is working for you and you don't even realize it. They're like, all oh, this faith stuff doesn't work. Well, listen, you've been ex- exactly what you've been expecting is what's happened in your life. Just exactly. I've, you know, the, 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 anytime you do something for God, the devil's going to come, come after you. Well, so what? He's going to come after you anyway. What do you think? You think if you don't do something for God, he's going to leave you alone? He don't play fair. He doesn't care about you. So, so all we have to do is realize who we are and be who he's called us to be wherever we are. No matter what our circumstances are, no matter what our bank account says, no matter what we're facing, we are Jesus Christ in the earth. As he is, so are we in this earth. Hallelujah. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We get to live out the life of Christ while in this body. Hallelujah. And if we can grab a hold of, hold of it and we can learn how to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh, our body just becomes a servant to carry us around this earth. And that's really, what we, that's really all it was meant to be. When you were born again, your body isn't supposed to rule you. You're not supposed to ask your body when you can go someplace. You don't ask your body if it's time to get out of bed. You know, there's been many a days I had to preach to my body and say, listen, this is the day the Lord has made. You didn't make this day. You don't get to decide what happens this day. We're going to work. We're doing what God has called us to do. And, and that's how we overcome temptation is understanding who we are and walking in the fullness of it. Now, I know I'm, I'm running out of time here, so let's go. Uh, Luke 4. Hallelujah. Let me have my water. So we already established temptation doesn't come from God. And that Jesus was tempted in every way that's common to man. So let's look here. I, I, I have had a different view of this lately. Maybe you've already thought of it, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. We'll go if, uh, Luke 4, starting verse 1. It says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. See, everybody wants to be led by God. <laughs> everybody wants the Holy Ghost to lead them. I'll just leave that there. Hallelujah. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil and in those days he did eat nothing and when they were ended he afterward hungered and the devil said unto him if thou be the son of God command this stone that it be made bread and Jesus answered him saying it is written that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of God and the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed him showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that it is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. 
For, if, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And he brought him to Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. When the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed him for a season. So I've read that many, many times. I've heard it preached many, many times. And I always saw it the same way. Jesus went out into the wilderness. Satan showed up there. And they had this conversation. But you see, the Bible says that Jesus was tempted in every way that is common to man. And I don't know about you, but I've never had Satan come walking into my room and Talk to me about things. Just haven't. Some people have, but I haven't. <laughs> not where I could see him, not where I had those conversations. So I believe the way that Jesus was tempted is the same way you and I were tempted. See, the devil comes and he whispers in your ear, and, you, and these thoughts come up on the inside of you that you don't recognize because he's more subtle than any beast of the field. And you think you're thinking it, but he's the one bringing it into your life. And here he's saying, really, are you really the son of God? See, that, that's just how the enemy works in your life. Come on, Carolyn. You really think God called you? you? You think he's called you to do these things? You think he's called you and anointed you? You think, you know, these are the thoughts that come up. Who am I? I think God, you know, look, you, you really think God called you to Africa? You know how big Africa is? You have any idea? You don't even know. Do you even know where Africa is? Have you ever been to Africa? These are the things the enemy tries to bring into our life. Did God really say not to eat the tree? See, it's the same lie over and over and over. He's got nothing new. And if we can recognize him, we can beat him every single time. He comes to Jesus and he says, you know, are you really the son of God? See, Jesus is, he's Jesus. You know, here, and you think, what kind of temptation is that? But see, he was tempted in the same way that's common unto man. Even though he's the son of God, he's also the son of Mary. He's also got a flesh and blood body just like yours and mine that has the same lusts in it because it came from the fallen man, Adam. But he had something on the inside of him that was greater than that temptation that was coming into his life. And the, the way he defeated him is the way you and I defeat him every single time. See, now, now he used the word, it is written. But see, some, some of you could say it is written and the devil just laughs. So, so, yeah, I read that too. But see, it wasn't just written on paper for Jesus. This was something that was written on the inside of him that he knew that was in his spirit that he could draw on and he could call upon it. And the power was there to back it up. See, there's a difference between reading your Bible and knowing what it says. There's a difference between reading it and meditating on it and living it and walking in it. I know a lot of people that know the Bible. You know, there's atheists that know the word better than I do. 
There's atheists that can argue with you word for word and tell you why it's wrong. But you know what they can't do? They can't raise the dead. They can't do anything. When they got a sick kid and you get them healed, they want to hear what you have to say. You can argue all you want with the Word, but until the Word becomes flesh, until the Word becomes a part of you, then it really is lacking in the power that we need. And that's the thing. For Jesus, the Bible says the Word became flesh. This wasn't just something written on a piece of paper, but the Word was alive in Him. And even though he hadn't eaten for 40 days, he had been eating on the Word of God. He had been consuming his relationship with the Father. He was led there by the Spirit of God. So you can know that when the Holy Spirit leads you, the enemy's going to be there to stop you. But the truth is, there's nothing he can do if you're being led by the Spirit and you're walking in the Word. So, I mean, the key to overcoming temptation, it's actually quite simple. It's not always easy, but it is simple. We be led by the Spirit. In other words, you know, there's a lot, like like here, Jesus could have been led by his flesh, could have thought, you know what, you're right. I am hungry. I could turn these stones into bread. After all, I am God. I created those stones anyway. You see, and these are all actually fleshly thoughts because the truth is God, He was there for a reason. He was there to be a man and to live as a man and to die as a man for you and I. He He denied that deity so that He could live like us. And so, I mean, but he could have done it. It would have blown the whole thing, but he could have done it. I mean, it's his choice. It was still his choice. The Bible says he could have called 10,000 angels, but he didn't. You know why? So that you can't. See, you can't. See, when I get in trouble, I got the legion of angels I can call on. Because he didn't in my stead. He said, you know what? I'm I'm, going to save this one for Hans. Like, all right. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. Come on. Hallelujah. And, And the same thing when it comes to these temptations that come into our life. It's easy to be tempted. And it's not, it doesn't mean that you're wrong because the temptation came. It doesn't say that Jesus was almost tempted. He was tempted. He just didn't do it. See, it's okay to be, it's normal. It's, it's actually uh, uh, what's expected of you to be tempted. What's not expected of you is to succumb to the temptation. <laughs> you're expected to overcome it because that's who you are. And that's all he's asking is for you to be who you are, not to be somebody else. And then that's what happens when people fall into these temptations, whether it be a sinful, uh, well, I guess it's all sin, but whether it be a, a sinful thing that we can see, you know, we, we're, it's easy to judge those things. Oh, yeah, look at that guy. You know, he, he, he's drinking again. Look at this guy. He's, you know, he's fornicating again. Whatever it might be, it's easy to look at those things. But what about you? <laughs> you know, what are you thinking about today? Where did your thought life go this morning or last night? Or what are you looking at when nobody's around? See, these are all temptations, and it's common and it's normal to be tempted, but you just got to shut it off. It's normal to be tempted by pornography, but you have, you're supposed to be strong enough to say, I don't need that because of who I am. And because of who God has made me to be. And because I have the word of God in me. And because I'm holy and I'm pure. And, I'm, and I've been created in his image. So I don't need that in my life. See, it's, it's normal to be tempted. But 
we have the ability to overcome every temptation. We have to lay down our fleshly desires and put to death those things that are not of God. And the Bible says that it's through the Spirit that you do put to death or mortify the deeds of the body. So the only way, it doesn't happen. Flesh cannot eradicate flesh. You can't think your thoughts better. You can't, you can't uh, you know, do enough yoga and meditation to cause yourself to think more clean. It comes by the Spirit. And the, and, and the Bible says that His Word is Spirit, is spirit and truth. It's Spirit and life. There's a, the, the Bible is alive. It's quick. It, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So that life can bring death to your flesh. Because it's a part of the things of the Spirit. The Spirit and the Word agree. And when we are led by the Spirit, which you guys hear a lot about being led by the Spirit in this church. And, and then when we allow the Word of God to have first place. In other words, it, that we should be so full of the Word of God that when we sneeze, instead of saying, oh man, these allergies are horrible. We say, thank God I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. I'm so thankful that His Word is true. I'm so thankful that, I, that he's already redeemed me of this sickness. It doesn't mean that you don't get sick. It just means that, you are, you, that the truth of his provision is greater than the fact of your sickness. Hallelujah. See, when we live in that place where the word of God is first place in us and where we walk in it and live in it and meditate on it and it becomes who we are, then we can, then we can stand like Jesus and say, it is written. But see, if you're, not, if you're not walking there, all you really are is arrogant. You really think that the devil has no, no obligation to listen to you if the word isn't in you. See, an unsaved person can know the word of God, but it doesn't work for him. He can say, get behind me, Satan. And he, he, he says, I am. I'm right here. <laughs> it don't bother him. He's like, I read that too. He knows it. But when you have the authority that comes from Jesus, the authority of knowing who you are and what he's called you to be, then you can use his name and you can use his word and, and the devil has to obey you. He doesn't have any choice. And then we can say, you know, it really doesn't matter what the devil has to say. Uh, you, the people are like, well, the devil's fighting me. So what? He's always going to be fighting you. <laughs> he, that's, that's, that's his job. But see, you do your job. And see, when we walk in what God has called us to walk in and we're obedient to what he says to do, it doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. Like Jesus, he was, he was obeying God. He heard the Holy Ghost and he took him to the wilderness. And here we are complaining that, oh man, I'm in the wilderness. This is a wilderness season for me. It's, praise God. If it's a wilderness season, that means you get to defeat the devil. It means you get to overcome. It means he has to flee from you. It means that angels are going to minister unto you. Hallelujah. When Jesus was done, in another account, when Jesus had finished, it said the angels came and ministered to him. Come on. God's really been talking to me about angels. We need to, we need to understand angels. I'm working on it. I'm starting to understand. I'm listening. I'm hearing things I've never heard before. I heard people, men of God that I've known for years, and I hear them say things like, yeah, every time I minister, there's an angel with me, and I know his name. I'm like, I never heard him say that before. 
<laughs> but see, when you start focusing on something, you start recognizing it. I was ministering a couple weeks ago, and, and uh, I, I do this Zoom call to India, and uh, Pastor Tobias was with me. Last, sun, last Saturday morning, and we were ministering, and the, the pastor that's on the other side in India, he's looking over at us, and he says, I see an angel standing behind the two of you, one hand on one and one hand on the other as you minister. And so when we become aware of the Spirit and we become aware of the things of God, it becomes magnified in our life, and we recognize what God is doing. What you give attention to is what you manifest in your life. So if you want to pay attention to what the devil's doing, all you're going to see is what the devil's doing. I'm not saying we're not aware of it. That's why I started out today by, by letting you know temptations don't come from God. You need to recognize this. You can kick it out of your life. I'm glad nobody's sitting there and just about spit on you. But <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isaac's like, that's all right. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. So listen, let's, let's be Jesus to somebody this week. You know, let's, let's, let's kick the temptations out of our life. Let's overcome them. Let's not allow them to dictate to us what we're going to do. See, the, the, again, the temptation might be there. But you know what? Just, just to spite the devil... We get up and do it in his face anyway. When he says you can't do it, those should be the things that you run to. Amen, because that's right. He's a liar. See, what I, the truth is you can do whatever God's called you to do. I shouldn't say just run and do things that you think you can't do. But whatever God's told you to do, do that. Do that. Because, yeah, there's going to be... There's going to be opposition. There's going to be resistance. But when we focus on the end result, we focus on what God has called us to. Just like we read, we hold fast to our profession. And see, when we mess up, because I'll say if you mess up, because I don't want to be so presumptuous to say when, but you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you miss it, we have a high priest who understands he went through the same thing you did. And even though he overcame it, he doesn't look at you and say, you should have done better. He looks at you and says, I already overcame that for you. It's okay. You're forgiven. Now go out there and do it again. <laughs> go out there and get it right this time. Go out there and, and walk as I walk. And it doesn't matter if it happens every day, every minute, every second. As long as you keep getting back up and you keep going to him, you keep going to the throne room. His, you have a, a, a high priest who understands and he will forgive you and give you the grace to walk again. His mercies are new every day. And his grace is upon you to treat you as though you've already done it even before you'd have. Because he loves you. He believes in you. He expects you to be as he is in this world. So know this, that no matter what temptation has come into your life, no matter what addiction is trying to, to, to pull you in a, in a certain direction, you have within you the strength, the power, the ability to overcome it. Because the greater one, who's already overcome this world, lives in you. He's in you. 
It's not, that's not like Tyler said, this ain't a faith statement. We're not talking by, oh, well, you know, one day I'll be free. One day this won't bother me no more. No, listen, if it's bothering you today, today you can walk free from it. If you, I don't want to embarrass anybody, and I'm not embarrassing you. I'm just telling you, if you want to be free, if you have an addiction in your life today, and you're saying today I'm, 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 is enough, today I'll make the stand. Let this day be that appointment with God. Let this be the appointment where you say, you know what? Uh, Things are going to change in my life. I'm no longer going to live the way that I've always lived. I'm not going to do what I've always done, but I'm going to do what he says to do. I'm going to follow after him because, you know, oftentimes we take that excuse and we say, we take that temptation to get angry or to act a particular way. And then we, we, we accept the temptation. That's the first thing. But, you know, God will forgive you for that. But then what happens is we don't just go ask for forgiveness. We start saying, well, that's just who I am. That's the, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a temper. My daddy had a temp, temp, temper. My granddad had a te- temper. His dad had a temper. That's just who we are. You know, it's okay. That's our heritage. <laughs> that's right. Just accept me for who I am. And you know what? God does accept you for who you are. But that's because He's made you somebody new. <laughs> He's given you someone to stand in. You know, some people say they're born a particular way. That's fine. But you've been born again. I don't care how you were born the first time. You've been born again by incorruptible seed. Come on, Jesus. He's got you. He's got you. He set you free. Now it's your turn. You and I, we get to walk in the freedom that he provided for us. He, he came down here. He beat the devil. To, he, he made a show of him openly. One translation says they stripped him naked and ran him through the streets. And so he made a show of him in front of everybody. He beat him so that you and I can walk in the freedom of it. He said, all right. He goes, you, got, you having trouble with him? No problem. <laughs> Let me take care of it. And he did. Then he said, Ted, here you go. All authority. Has been given unto me. I'll give it to you. Go ahead. It's your turn. So we get to fulfill the the ministry that Jesus started. So he came to the house of Israel. We get to go to the rest of the world. (laughs) Go, 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 go ye. Hallelujah. Into all the world. Preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Speak with new tongues. Cast out devils. Lay hands on the sick. Glory to God. I don't know who thinks Christianity is boring, but if you are, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to wake up. Man, where else can you lay hands on the sick and see them recover? Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. So listen. Let's uh, let everybody just stand up for a moment. Let's pray. Let's see if the Lord has anything that He wants to do. We want to let Him, but I'm not going to keep you just to just to keep you. So, Father, we just worship you today. We thank you, thank you for your Word. Thank you for the truth. Hmm. <laughs> thank you for Jesus, Lord. Thank you for overcoming temptation, so that we can overcome it. Mm. 
Ela razata rabasata. Ela marakanda rabosata. Ela baranda la bezi di di andala di asata. Esa tarabasata. Esa tarabasata. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm, Father, we just give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor, Lord. We worship you. We glorify you. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. So, Father, I thank you for working in this place. Thank you for bringing your word. Thank you for the well that you have here, Father God, for springing up those waters of anointing and glory in this place, Lord. Thank you for Winner's Church. Thank you for Pastor Ziggy and Annie, Father, and all those that are with them that are that are on vacation this week. Father God, we just we speak blessings over them. We pray, Father God, that they be refreshed, that they be renewed, that they be strengthened. Lord, we dispatch angels to stand guard round about them, Father God, to create an atmosphere that's conducive to relaxation, Father God, that all evil be, be held from them, Father God, and that they would receive from you a renewal, a refreshing. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They come back refreshed, renewed, and full of your spirit, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for every person in this place today, Lord God. I just I, I just pray this prayer, Father, that every every addiction, hmm. I speak to every addiction that's in this house right now in the name of Jesus. And I, 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 I call you out and I say, be broken now in Jesus' name. Be broken. Mm. Discouragement, go now in the name of Jesus. Depression, you leave. You have no right. In the children of God, you leave now in the name of Jesus. Soroko sataba saka sakaya, heidiya saka satala. PTSD, you go now in the name of Jesus. Sela rakastanda hasa, hosanda basatenda, heidiya ndarokushanda, amama sakaya, amasana mase. Oh Lord. Just let your love saturate this place right now. Let your love fill each one, Father God. Let all insecurities be run out by your love now in the name of Jesus. Your love, Lord, fills every place, every heart, every person. Uh, Permeates past the things that man cannot reach. You're reaching them, Lord. The places that doctors can't heal. The places that surgeons can't cut out you're removing those things by your spirit Father right now in the name of Jesus I I just hear the word hurts wounds of the past uh, uh, abuses things that are not physical but mental and emotional healings flowing now in the name of Jesus. If that's you, just reach out and grab a hold of that. Just receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Receive that. You'll never be the same. You'll never be the same. Uh, Never be the same. Hey, 
There's, there's things that the devil decided years ago for some of you that he said, you know what, you're not going to make it. <laughs> it, was, it was his desire to raise you in the things and the thoughts that thought patterns that had been instilled in you through abuse and other things but the Lord says today you, you've made it further than, than anyone would have predicted and you've, got, you've come higher than that which you understand right now and you need to know the Lord says that I am with you that I have brought you out and that you're not going backwards. You're not missing it. You're not... Uh, 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 it's not that you're not good enough, but the Lord says it's, the enemy is still trying to hold you with that lasso from, from the past, but he said it's been cut off. And, and, and you see, yet you've noticed that there's something different. You're like, it's not quite like it was when I was younger. And the Lord says, that's because many of those things that he could grab a hold of have already been broken off of you. And he says, this day, if you'll allow me to, says the Lord, I'll take care of the rest. <laughs> so Lord, I just thank you for that freedom. I speak that I release that to your people. I release that to everyone that's, that's here today. Lord, every one of us. Break off of us, Lord, those things of the past. Break off of us those things that the enemy would be able to grab a hold of and, and help us, Father, to walk in the freedom that you provided. Hallelujah. I believe, I believe I've done everything the Lord's told me to do. If you, if you do have a specific prayer that you want prayer for, you do want hands laid upon you, I'll be here to pray for you. But other than that, I, I love you. I appreciate you guys. I do ask for your prayers as we go. Uh, we'll be leaving the 19th, which is this Thursday. And we'll be gone until the 14th of November. So, I'll And Teresa's going to be home. So be praying for her and for everything that's going on at home. And Milo, my brother-in-law, is going with me. And a lady from Wyoming, uh, Michelle, is also accompanying us. So be praying for us that... God has his way, that we walk in, in the word, that we walk in his spirit, and that we walk in his divine protection, his divine health, and we know that he's going to have his way with us. So I'm going to pray for these people. If you do want prayer, come on up here. If not, I'm going to let you. You want to take this, Tyler? You want to dismiss us and let us go. So blessings. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, if you want prayer, go ahead and come up. Hallelujah, Jesus. Alright, well. Um, I'm gonna pray for people. If you need to leave, if you feel like you're you're free to go. And after we pray, we'll, we'll be dismissed unless there's anything else that you need to say or do. So uh, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna pray a general prayer and then I'm going to pray for individuals. And if the Lord says anything, I'll say it. I don't know that he will or won't, but I do know that he's going to set us free today. Amen. So especially today, if, um, if something 
If the Lord spoke to you about something, especially addictions or pains of the past or things that have happened in your life that you've had difficulty overcoming, there's no shame in coming up here. There's no shame in saying, hey, that's me. Because it's the, the faith that it takes for you to get out of your seat and stand up here is a faith that God uses to set you free. He takes that faith and he, and, and he, and he manifests himself to you with it. So just go ahead and reach out, reach out towards him to receive that. He's coming right now. Oh, mama maraca. See, he's not going to, oh, ha, ha. Oh, mama masa. Freedom. Jesus' name. Be free in the name of Jesus. Let that freedom, free, free, free. No mama masa. Oh, Jesus.